Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Middle Class Rockstar. I'm your host, Andy Sido. I'm a musician, songwriter, artist, producer, podcaster, all the things. My guests this week are Ben and Cassie Wilson from Goldpine. All right, first episode of 2024. Great to have you back. Thanks for listening. Uh, Cassie and Ben, I first met, well, first became aware of them in 2021 when we were both finalists in the Kerrville New Folk Songwriter Competition. Um, and then I met them in person at Kerrville in 2022 because we didn't do the competition in person in 2020 or 2021. So they invited all the finalists to come to the festival in person in 2022. We met there, we hung out, we became buddies. It was great. Um, but I really wanted to have them on the show because they they do it all. They're indie artists, they're a husband and wife duo. Uh, they make make big sounds, great songs. And they're able to manage social media, uh, their presence, you know, their their stage presence, their great songs, and they're on the road constantly. I know a lot of people don't go on the road at all anymore. You've got a lot of artists that sit in their bedroom and make content, and that's actually really, really cool. No hate on that whatsoever. I mean, to be able to eat dinner with your roommate or partner or whatever every night and make content all day, if you can make it work, that's amazing. Uh, ben and Cassie do it all, and they're constantly on the road, and I'm amazed every month when I see their tour schedule pop up on social media I go oh my gosh they're gonna be there 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 and there um so they're constantly on the move they're constantly on the rise and and they're they're doing big things they're doing cool things and it's great to see so we chat about uh how they met how they first started making music together and how they manage uh to accomplish all these tasks tasks excuse me at such a high level also I want to apologize I'm a little bit under the weather and a little nasally, but I wasn't during the interview. I sound great during the interview, just not right now, okay? Sponsor, uh, thanks to Narrator Music for simple and affordable licensing for sync. Visit narratormusic.com. If you'd like to support this podcast in a non-monetary way, just give it a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Share it with friends, whatever. It's a huge help. If you'd like to support in a monetary way, uh, with just my artist career in general, which includes uh, podcast content. I'm on Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy Sido, S-Y-D-O-W. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a way that you can support creatives. Um, they give out extra content, exclusive content, in exchange for a small monthly donation. You can sign up for mine for as little as $3 a month. Okay, I think that's all we have to get through. Let's jump right into the interview. This is my conversation with Cassie and Ben Wilson of Goldpine. It's okay. One, two, three. All right. Of course, I have people over, and <laughs> for the very first time, my computer did a system overload. I don't know why, but we're going to start this interview again. <laughs> ben and Cass Goldpine, how are you doing? We're doing so good, and welcome to Nashville. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to try to remember everything I, I said the first time we did this. You asked what took me so long. Yeah. I said leaving Colorado's tough. It's a beautiful place, and uh, 
now here we are. And you guys are about to tour in Colorado. Yeah, we're going to be there in February. Where are we playing? We're in Grand Junction. No, yeah, Grand Junction at KAFM Radio Room. Yep. As well as uh, Montrose, Blue Corn Mercantile, and a Valentine's Day show in Telluride. Yeah, with the Telluride Arts Council. Yeah. For the lovers. Telluride is for lovers. That's what they say. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, what's well, good? I'm glad we could finally hang out. We've tried to do this several times, and and things keep coming up. So I'm glad. Um, I'm glad we're together. And there's there's lots I want to talk to y'all about. First off, you just put out another record. Um, well, in, in September. So yeah, you just put it out essentially, right? Yeah. In, in musical terms, it's only been a few months. Uh, and I noticed you took the pressure off of giving it a really unique name. <laughs> you called your yeah. We've set the the precedent for taking the pressure off because for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to n- think about the name of our albums anymore. One, eight. two. The next one will be three, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see how many we get to before we pass off this earth. <laughs> Are you superstitious? Will you go from what happens after twelve? I love the number thirteen. That'll probably be our best album ever. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. And. And uh, the, you put an album out in August of 22, and then another full length out in September of, of 23. So you're cranking them out. Is there works to get another one going for 2024? Oh, yeah. It's in the works. It's um, right now. We're trying to do one a year. As you know, that's a lot of work to do. But um, like right now, we've been in Nashville for three or four weeks off the road, and so we've been... Uh, working on new songs and getting arrangements for new songs that we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's going well. I- I'm looking forward to three. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you guys are not off the road much. You've been home for a few weeks, but you tour all the time. How do you maintain that pace? You know, it's crazy. This year was the first year we've ever played over 200 shows. And that's why I was like, when we come home in December, um, maybe we should just not work on music and take a break. And that's not how Ben works. So um, we've been plowing away. And I am grateful that he's that way because I would be more of the, oh, let's just take some time off. But then we wouldn't have a new album to come out because, you know, we're going to be on the road so much again this year. Uh, But also Ben has some new equipment and we're going to be recording on the road, right? Yeah. So I was telling you earlier about the studio equipment that we, that I've been readjusting my studio. But really, it's also a on the road uh, uh, box where I'm bringing to shows and going to hopefully be recording a lot of the album material from live shows. Really? Yeah. Which seems like there's always been something about the live show where the energy of the vocals and the energy of the music feels. Like that, sometimes it's not there in a studio performance. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, what better way to capture that than just let's see if we can get it at the live shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be exciting. Are you going to get it at the live shows and say, that's it, mix it, master it, or are you going to add things to it? It might be, if we can work these arrangements out with just Cassie and I to where it feels really full, mm-hmm. we might leave it as is. And that's what we've been doing when as we've been home is figuring out with two people, how can we make this feel like full band? 
and we're getting very creative about it with snare drum sounds um, from tambourines. You'll have to see that live. Yeah. And um, some MIDI stuff, which is kind of interesting. And and you might know from seeing us earlier, but I play a suitcase kick drum. Yeah. And so it's feeling pretty full. I like it. Yeah, it is. He, I, I feel like he's always getting me to do things that I would not do without him, just kind of give him, throwing me in the deep end. And I remember, I don't know how many years ago, he was like, you know what? I think that you need to play harmonica. And I was like, hmm, no, I'm good. I think I'll just be a singer. That's what I like doing. He's like, no, I really think it would like make a fuller sound and we should, you should play harmonica. And I was like, no, I'm good. And then he bought me four. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Different keys? Yes. Like, <laughs> who does that when I said no? No means no, yeah. but not with Ben. And then now all of a sudden he has been creating um, these tambourines that sound like he's miking my tambourines. And, you know, it's just, but but you're right. It you're all Most of the time you're right. And so it does make this whole full sound. And I'm really glad that he's been doing that because it does create a new gold pine thickness, even already yeah. than what it was. So honestly... A- what happened now this whole progress process started before this event but what really spurred it on is i saw shovels and rope play live at americana fest Fest. and i was so impressed because they're just two people and it was better than most full bands yeah it was such a full there was full drum kit yeah there was keys on the right hand of the whoever was playing drums like uh synths or whatever there was bass pedals for the guitar player there was harmonica there was two harmonies and i was like how are they i was so impressed yeah wow so that was a yeah that was revelational to me influence yeah i i saw shovels and rope at e-town um they did an e-town radio taping in boulder sometime last year um the other artist was my buddy Nick Clark, so we had to go go out and support. And I had not seen Shovels and Rope live, and I thought about you guys as soon as they came out on stage. Not just the the husband wife dynamic, but but kind of uh, they're doing all these different sounds and and uh, the harmonies and stuff. And I said, "Oh my gosh, um, they should tour together or something." Oh, and, and maybe you will. I bet maybe you will at will. some point. I love them. And think about it: they're two people not paying any. I mean, they're probably paying a manager or whatever, but not paying any of their band members. They're not housing band members at all. There's, I mean, it's just it they makes had a bus. sense, huh? They had a bus. They, d- you know, they were doing well. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's ideal. It's yeah. it's cool. And they got a cool thing going. Yeah, and and a lot of times with full bands, like people, you know, sometimes the bands will break up. Well, these bands aren't going to break up, and so you know, you're so you spit you save a lot of money too. If this band breaks up, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, being married and being in the band together, and you're the only two members, I, I'm i sure there's a lot of ideal things about it. You know, when I leave home, I'm away from family, and that, you know, that's tough. Uh, you guys are, are traveling together. You're together all the time. What are some of the advantages of it, and what are maybe some of the disadvantages of having no separation with with home and work from each other. <laughs> I like how you passed the mic to me on that one. <laughs> well, uh, you're right. There's both. There's advantages. And it, it would be, we always say this, it would be super hard 
for us to do it um, as a solo act. I don't envy people who are doing it as a solo act because it's just so, there's so much work. There's so much marketing, promotion. There's so much songwriting. There's so much driving. And, uh, you know, Cassie and I have near opposite strengths, Mm. (laughs) which is such a strength for us together. Cassie is so strong in social in social media areas yeah. where I'm not and I'm very strong in I don't know engineering studio just other areas and it it's makes for a really good fit. Uh but we are in a van most of the time and it's a small van. Uh Planet Fitness is a savior. I'll say that. <laughs> We're at a Planet Fitness literally every day. Every day. Working so you've got out. memberships to shower yeah. and, and sleep in the parking lot yeah. and stuff. And we're working out there every day, which we feel great on the road because we're working out, uh, showering there. I can take as long of a shower as I want. And <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> and uh, water never runs out. <laughs> yeah. And there's well, never a line. Sometimes. There's never a line to shower there. I've, never I've, a line. I've done it. Yeah. They're not as clean as I would like them to be. But, but you wear your shower shoes. I'll bring it up with the guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, why was I saying that? Because that also affords us the opportunity to get out of the van, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. Be, if we were just in the van and there was a, everything was in there, the shower, whatever was in there, I think we would, we'd have to get out. Yeah. And so that space is important, uh, but it's also so cool that we get to do it together. I completely agree with all that and really grateful for Planet Fitness. So like, wow. I mean, you know, if you're out there, Planet Fitness, we'd love a sponsorship. Um, no, but for real, it's just, it, it, it's, it's great to have that a part time because we are together all the time. But like he said, I, I would not, I don't think I would do it without him. And I don't know how people do it alone. Like I know you do it alone. It's like, I, I, it's a lot yeah. of work. And, you know, like I do, I do 98% of the driving. Like, so I, I love driving. Yeah. So I do all the driving and then Ben's in the back at, you know, at his table working on booking and working on, you know, all this stuff. And so we're able to do, so I just don't know how solo artists can do all that. Cause like literally we'll, I'll be driving for eight hours and he works the entire time. Yeah. And so it's just, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to do it without him. Um, but it's. It's so much fun and it's such a blessing to be able to do what you love with the person you love. Yeah. And it's so much fun. Like we get to see so much of the world. We get to share our music, which is our music is our ministry. And I, I'm just so grateful that we get to do what we're doing and that we do it together. It's not always, you know, highs, but that's another thing too is, you know, as we know, every gig's not a great gig. Yeah. And so sometimes, uh, you know, you can play a gig and maybe I'm just being straight up, you know, maybe there's 12 people there and you just feel really defeated. And then after the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to quit music. I want to lay in the street and get run over. But having two people, he's like, come on, no, this is just one show. And so like being able to also be there for each other like that, um, just makes it so much better. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You're talking about playing, you know, that you guys have opposite strengths and that's, that's really key. And I've noticed that you're able to maintain a social media presence while also being on the road. And something I think we all struggle with, um, 
is where do you put your energy, especially in 2024? I'm no, you, you notice a lot of the people that are going out on tour are the ones that are staying home and making content in their bedrooms. And then they're going out on these tours because they were staying home doing content in their bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are on the road all the time. But you manage to keep up with your social media, too. I think it's really cool that you, you balance both so well. And it's you're you're constantly on the road. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, you, that's not how you do it anymore. But you all have built a fan base from literally shaking hands, from pushing flesh, from showing people uh, your presentation, from showing people your show. Um, it just must be neat to be to to keep all the things. I'm sure you feel overwhelmed too sometimes with too many tasks, but it must be nice to be able to say, hey, you, you, you're good at this. I'm good at that. Let's get it all done. Yeah. And uh, all the social media stuff, again, is pretty much all Cassie. So, yeah, she is. She stays on top of it, which Ooh, I don't do it, so I don't know exactly how much work it is, but it seems like it's a lot of work. I mean, just making one video for like a reel, cropping it, putting the filter on it, maybe putting words on it, making sure the, the the copy is right. I mean, how much time you spend on just that one? And you have to do that like every day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. I know that Cassie is the one on social media because I got a message from you guys once and it started with, hey, this is Ben. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was right. I was like, okay, okay. So he's not so, the one who's doing assume this. Assume it's usually. Cassie unless I introduce myself. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you you all have a booking agent now, mm-hmm. um, and how actually how long has that been going on? First off, uh, a little over a year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what percentage of the shows is the booking agent getting for you, and what percentage are you still uh, doing yourself? Uh, over the last year, uh, it's been I've still been booking most of the shows. Um, I would say I was probably booking. 80% of stuff, uh, maybe more. Um, they were f- booking us for different festivals and different um, support slots for larger artists and stuff like that. And so they were greater shows than what I could book, yeah. uh, but they were fewer than I, uh, than I was booking. But now we're starting to shift, and they are taking over m- more of what's going on with us. So even in the next, uh, the rest of this year, I think it's going to be a, a drastic difference where I'm going to be doing a lot less booking, which I'm so thankful for. That's the job we all want to farm out. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I've I've been booking in some way for, I don't know, 15 years. Yeah. I started booking for booking Cassie at things when she was a solo artist. And I always said, especially like the first five years, this was the worst thing I've ever done. I hated it. I hated following up. I hated not knowing what kind of response I was going to get. I hated the rate of response I would get. And uh, I did learn to do it well, I think, and uh, learn to like it a little bit. But, man, I I just think I put my energy somewhere else. If we can, yeah. I'm glad they're going to be taking over. (laughs) Yeah. And I met, uh, is his name Andrew? Uh Yeah. I met Andrew briefly at the City Winery show, and... And I said, oh, so you, so you book uh, Goldpine? He's like, yeah, we book Goldpine, but I mean, honestly, like they're the <laughs> best booking agent anyone could ever have because oh, they yes. because 
they're such go-getters and they've done it themselves for a long time and they're very social uh-huh. is like so there's like yeah we're technically like the umbrella but <laughs> don't make no mistake <laughs> they're doing a lot of work yeah yeah uh it is a lot of work just being <laughs> being being an artist and doing all that uh i love andrew and we love cmc yeah. uh booking here in nashville it was I used to play Ultimate Frisbee with Andrew uh, for probably the last 10 years. Wow. And I didn't know probably for seven of those years that he was even in the music industry. We just played. And then uh, we got to talking about it, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. What in in. Just one more kind of follow up about booking because it's an interesting topic. What does that time commitment look? It's different for everybody, but for for you specifically, what is that time commitment like? I mean, in a in an average week, uh, do you take weeks off of booking, or is it pretty constant? And do you have a follow up method after a certain amount of time? Very good question. Uh, time wise, if I was doing like when I was doing all of our booking, I mean, I'm probably sitting. Well, Cassie's driving for, I don't know, an average of four to six hours at a time, probably a couple times a week. So, I mean, every week was so different, but that might be an average. And then follow-up, yeah. So I'll say this. Follow-up is probably responsible for where we are today <laughs> yeah follow up is is where we're is why we're here today yeah uh nobody emails back on the first or the second <laughs> nobody does nobody literally <laughs> nobody I know does. I know or the third yeah <laughs> yeah I remember I talked to a booking agent uh probably seven years ago and they said I follow up seven times once per week and uh, I usually get my best responses probably fourth, fifth, sixth follow-up. Wow, yeah. yeah. And I thought at that time, boy, that feels kind of like pestering. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, I've never had a bad experience with following up, and they've always been like, oh, yeah, man, sorry, I just didn't see your email. I'm glad you followed up. Because mm-hmm. think about it. A venue wants to know you're going to be persistent. They want to know you're going to... stick in there and not just give up I mean so and as far as follow up I'll say there's tools out there to help somebody to follow up uh, without doing Mm. all of the work manually okay (laughs) I'll say that yeah it's uh, in terms of just being reminded like hey you you reached out to this person follow up with them or or even something to just go ahead and send that email off again. The second option. Yep. There's a cool. lot of options out there for that. It's yeah. been a long time to find that. Yeah. That saved for me years, a lot of time. Do that he didn't know. So you set it up like, hey, here's initial email and I'm going to send these next. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That's that's really cool. And do your follow-up emails say the same thing? The Is follow-up it- emails are if it makes sense, a response to the email I just sent. It's not a totally new email. Yeah. So they see that I followed up whatever, how many times. Because it's important for them to see, oh, yeah, they're persistent. I want them at my venue, you know? But will you repost the content of the first email, or do you just say, hey, following up on I pretty first much email. just like a sentence. Yeah. Like, hey, it's me again, you know? 
uh, making sure this didn't go to your spam folder. Yeah. Well, you know, got any availability for the dates or whatever. So, yeah. And now, when there's a venue that y'all really want to play or a festival, or, or actually, I should say venues may, might not apply to a festival. Uh, there's a venue you really want to play, and you're going there. You're going to be through town in April. But they can't get you in in April, but they can do something in July. How often do you try to accommodate the venues, and how often do you just say, doggone it, this is our route, and if we don't catch you this time around, we'll catch you next time around. We're sticking to our route. Yeah, that's the tough question because even like these coming months in 2024, I'm trying to figure out, okay, we have like maybe one date that I'm trying to, but I know I need to go, for instance, to the Midwest. I haven't been there in a while. So usually I'm trying to figure out, oh, this is the kind of route we can take and have venues in mind for certain dates. And it might be like a date range of a week uh, or a week and a half. I could could be in this area in Des Moines, Iowa for this range of a week and a half. And so I send those dates out to those venues. Um, If they don't have that range available, I'm not going to reroute everything because I've already got 30 other emails out to other venues thinking about this tour route. Yeah. And so I'll just catch them on the next time. Uh, But there's uh, other options out there. If that venue... And that's happened so many times. There's, but there's so many other venues to, uh, to play in that area usually. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. the routing's hard sometimes. Cassie, something I wanted to ask you about specifically is um, is outfits because <laughs> I I notice that I mean you, there's definitely thought in branding that goes behind what y'all wear for your shows. Um, and, you know, whether it's the website in the matching orange for the album cover, right, or uh, the Kansas City Chiefs game where you had something made. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, it really shows, I think, another level of professionalism. Um, and and I, I certainly notice and other musician friends of ours notice like, oh, yeah, Gold Pines, they're, you know, they're there to they're, they're there to do their thing, you know, and I that's presentation as part of it. It's not just uh the music, obviously, the music sounds great, but how much time do you put into the outfit? Is that a is that a passion of yours? Do you love thinking about that? Yeah, so I love that stuff. <laughs> That's another one of my strengths. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I mean, what? So another thing is, I love I love vintage clothes, and I love thrifting, and I love um, secondhand shops and stuff like that. And what's so great? about us is we're on the road all the time. So I get to hit them in every city. So I get most of, so when people see my clothes, they're like, where are they from? I'm like, oh, a thrift store in the small town in Iowa that you probably never heard of. Um, so I, I'm always on the look. Like every, like that's my main thing is when we go to new cities is I want to get out of the van so I can go um, to their vintage stores and their thrift stores and just check it out. And especially Plato's Closets. I love, and um, what's another place I really love? Buffalo Exchange. Yeah, Buffalo Exchange. Really great. But um, first of all, thank you. Uh, I just love clothes. And I, 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 I definitely don't stress about it. It's exciting to me. Yeah. I get way more excited about it than Ben, but it's fine. And, and, and for the Kansas City Chiefs, first of all, oh my gosh, I just was like, blown away that we had this opportunity. And I was like, I want something special for this amazing opportunity for the chiefs and so 
um, I had been styled by for Americana Fest by Barry Kaufman and I reached out to her. She's a designer. She designs for Dolly, um, The Rock. She designs for all these people. She's so amazing. Fables by Barry, if you want to check her out. And by the way, she doesn't live far from here. I was like, we're almost by Barry's oh, house. Wow. But I just had this idea and I told her. And so I went to her house and she drew it up and she literally designed it from just formed my like everything wow. it was the cool I've never had anything like that done before and so that was really exciting for me but thanks for thinking that my style's cool it's usually used um secondhand stuff besides the stuff that I wear berries and hers is all her but yeah wow thanks oh and in that Kansas City Chiefs game you you all did the national anthem at not just a sporting event but an American football game and <laughs> and I mean you know how people are about their about their football. People love football. And it was on New Year's Eve and it was the Chiefs who mm-hmm. are, you know, one of the powerhouse teams the last several years. I you know, probably one of the best attended teams. Um so how did that opportunity come about and how exciting was it to to get that offer? It was so exciting to get that offer and it's pretty crazy how it happened. So a friend of mine here in Nashville that doesn't live far from here too. We go to church together, but she also works for the Chamber of Commerce. And last February, she reached out to us and asked if we would sing the national anthem at their big yearly annual meeting. And the governor was going to be there and all these politicians and all these things. And I was like, um, I don't do the national anthem. I'm like scared of that song. It's too hard. And, but she's that friend that you don't tell no. Yeah. And I'm so glad that she's that person. Um, and so we said yes. And so the last February we went, we sang the song and after, well, first of all, Ben came up with the beautiful arrangement and we sang it. And after we sang it, I was like, that was pretty good. I was like, that was pretty cool. And I said, we should just go home and make a video in our living room. So we went home to our house that same day, made a video and I sent it into the Chiefs. And they messaged us back three months later. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's un it's mind blowing. And so when we got the email, we've known we had known about it. We've known it's already over now, but we had known about it for like six months. And when we got the email, we were like, We thought it was fake. Because we're like, there's no way. Yeah. And it was three months after. And I don't know, you know how there's so many scammers. So we're like trying to like find out if this is really somebody that works for the Chiefs. And sure enough, it was. And it was one of the greatest highlights of our career. <laughs> yeah. Um, first time singing in front of 76,000 people. It was such a rush. And a million watching at home or something. They didn't air it on TV. Not everywhere. Oh. Not everywhere. Somebody today told us that they saw part of it in New Mexico. But, um, and also it was in front of Taylor Swift. She was there. She was there. The queen. So anyways, it was such an amazing opportunity. And, but I also just want to say like to people out there listening, invest in yourself. If you want to do something like do it, like, you know, cause everybody's like, how did that happen for you? And I'm like, I don't know. We just made a video. So I, I don't know. It was, we're really grateful for the opportunity it was such a blessing. We, it was a day that we'll never, ever forget. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool to see. I was so happy for you guys when I saw that. And thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a really neat opportunity for sure. It's cool. Go Chiefs. Were you Chiefs fans before? So honestly, we don't really watch a lot of football. Um, I'm from Alabama, so Roll Tide. But like, I we just but we tour in Kansas and Missouri quite often, and we've done um, some artist in residency in some small towns in Marshall County, in Kansas, and so I, I just. And it's funny because the first time we ever played there, like years ago, they said, my, I used to have like a, a, a mohawk and then I used to have like on the side, only half of, half of it shaved off. And they were like, you have the half Mahoney. And I was like, Maho- yeah, Maho- and Mahoney, mm, sorry, so- <laughs> sorry. And I was like, what does that mean? And then they were like, it's, he's their quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, and they were like, it's our quarterback. <laughs> I knew that by the way. He's my curl. He's my curl friend. How do you tell me you're not a big football fan without telling me you're not a big football fan? You just did it. But anyways, whenever we thought who would we want to sing for, I thought that would be someone that we'd want to sing for because we were connected to them. So. So you specifically targeted the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, my curl friend. <laughs> I knew you were the quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to back to back it up a little bit, um, where did where did you first meet? How did this happen? Cassie and I met in 2006 in Antioch, which is basically a suburb of Nashville, and at a small church plant, a church that didn't even have a building yet. They were just starting up. They met in the cafeteria of a, of a school. And I was playing guitar on the stage with Brother Leroy. That was my first duo. <laughs> and then uh, Cassie was attending with like 20 other people. That's, what, that's the amount of people that went to that place, about 20, 20 people. Yeah, and wow. Cassie was one of them. Um, so not only did I... And I seen you in those K-Swiss <laughs> and that yellow polo shirt and those horrible khakis, and I thought, that's my future husband. <laughs> All of that stuff's back in style now. So anyway, after uh, not only did we see each other there, but I worked at a coffee shop in Nashville, and uh, I saw her there when she would have meetings with her manager. And I did sound at Tin Roof on Demunbrian, and she would be in there on lunch uh, when she was songwriting. Because we took a lunch back then. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I would see her three different places yeah. just randomly and uh she myspaced me <laughs> oh my goodness yeah myspace yes. so myspace is a social media app yeah before facebook thank you tom it's not an app it was it never was an app right it was you oh, it was on no the, it was, you had to it use the internet explorer yeah. it was a website <laughs> wow we're showing our age dang <laughs> yeah so that's how it happened yeah and you, when you were on songwriting break, were you, was this a publishing deal sort of thing? Um, no. So, my gosh, let's see. In 2006, I uh, kind of had a record deal. I know that sounds kind of weird. Um, but I had, I was with a record label and um, we were going back and forth with contracts between our my people and their people and so it was just like so drawn out like over a year that I was with them for a year and so they would put me with these different writers and um 
Not that there's anything wrong with it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, you know, after like an hour and a half, two hours, we're like, well, we should probably go take a lunch. And then we would all would go downtown and eat lunch. And so, um, and that's when, that's when I, well, it was back then. And maybe it still is, but we would, yeah. So, no, I didn't have a pub deal, but they would just, the label would put me with a bunch of different writers all cool. the time. Cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> so... You met and eventually put other projects to the side. Um, and, and did this happen when you first formed your band or are you still doing solo stuff? And I, I know it was also my one and only for yeah, a while. There's, we have been so many names. We can confuse you real quick. So I was Cassie Miller. Then I was just Cassie. Ben was Wilson. And then we were my one and only. And now we're Goldpine. So you literally can go get music from us dated back to like 2005, 2006, whatever, if you want to go back to all those people. Mm -hmm. But when I met Ben, it's when I was working with the the record, the label. And um, at the end, we, me and my manager, we all just, well, they decided that I shouldn't take the deal. And so we did not take the deal. And fortunately for us, uh, that was the right decision because two weeks later it went under. And oh, so wow. all the people that were on the label, like little Texas, Minnie Murphy, all these other per people were stuck in their contract for a while. Wow. They got out of it, but I didn't sign it. So I was free to go. So after that is pretty much when I met Ben. And um, then I kind of parted ways with my manager because I mean, at that time we had done all we could do. He was amazing. We were still great friends, but I was like, I think I'm ready to go try something new. And that's when I met Ben. And so Ben started producing all my albums because Ben moved to Nashville, went to school here for audio engineering. He can talk about that. But um, so that's how we first started working together is he was producing my albums as Cassie Miller and Cassie. And, uh, it wasn't until like how long ago that we started becoming a duo? Uh, eight years ago or so, and we became my one and only. <laughs> I tell you what, it's really hard to figure out a band name. I know you just used Andy, which was great. Which you didn't <laughs> choose, but if you and had no one to choose, can pronounce the last name, yeah, you know. Yeah. If you had to choose, it's not easy. Because right. you choose one, you're pretty much stuck with it forever unless you rebrand, which is a whole ordeal, and we know all about that. So, now we're Gold Pine. <laughs> Why did you change to Gold Pine, and what was the rebranding process? We were my one and only for five years, maybe. And when we changed to... When we became a duo and decided to be that band that duo name it was because of several reasons like we were two artists and we became one uh we were two people uh and married as one and our one faith in god so there was all sorts of aspects to my one and only and it meant a lot to us but the only thing that women would hear on stage when someone would introduce us now we're introducing my one and only is all the women in the crowd would just be like, oh, that is so sweet. Like, you guys are so sweet. And, and I want to be sweet. Which we are. <laughs> and I don't want to be sweet, exactly. So uh, we were looking for something more edgy, 
and gold pine, we just kind of made up our own word. I mean, it has some meaning too. But really, it just sounds cool. It does. <laughs> but everybody gets that wrong too. Gold mine. They call it gold pine. Golden pines. Yeah, you know, it happens. Golden pines is like maybe a little too Americana. Yeah, I agree. I think gold pines got a little grit to it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's what we we're going for. Something that y- y'all do out on the road besides just play shows, you've done some residencies. I think you've done some stuff in schools, right? Done some different sorts of things. What's been some of that stuff and how has that helped as just having another element of something that you do? Well, it's crazy because that's something that never crossed our mind. That's something that we never um, sought after. It just kind of happened. And when I was saying that we played um, in Marshall County, so we had played two or three shows in... um, where do we start out? Well, I'm a, uh, Marysville, Marysville, Kansas. And so we had, we did uh, two or three shows there. And then the director over the arts council said, you know what, we do this thing uh, where we bring an artist in and we do an artist in residency. And I think maybe they stay a week or two or something. He was like, mm-hmm. is that something that would be of interest to y'all? And then we were like, I don't know. And honestly, um, we couldn't do it. We, we didn't do it because my mom was sick at the time. And then a couple years later, we ended up getting to do it. And we had never done anything like this. So we didn't know what it would look like. But of course, he went over it. And so it was amazing because we did for three weeks. We spent one week in each town in this county. And every single day, we had no off days. We did events. And it, it would be like going into a library and um, singing and doing music for kids, going into um, assisted living living or nursing homes and doing music and concerts for them, doing concerts in their opera houses. And one of the craziest things, but best things that we did is we judged a biscuit contest. That's where I, a biscuit contest. And so they had this at one of their museums in town. It was called Biscuits and Jam. And we were the jam after we ate 23 biscuits each. They were portioned. They were portioned. Okay. <laughs> but still, like, that's a lot of biscuits. I was like, uh, maybe we should have jammed first because then I needed stretchy pants. But anyways, that <laughs> experience was amazing. And then from that, then somebody else asked us to do it um, in Unionville, Missouri. We did it with Tom at the Bixler yeah. with the, the fair. But we honestly love doing those. Again, it's not something we're trying to get or even trying to get now. But when it just organically happens, we're super grateful for the opportunity and getting yeah. to teach. Oh, oh, yeah, we did songwriting to kids and then songwriting to with adults. And it was just powerful. I'm sorry. You want to talk about any of that? No, it was good. Good yeah. synopsis. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You did one in Unionville, too. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. So what's... Oh, actually, am I allowed to ask you about what we what we chatted about before yeah. the podcast? Yes, so you you had a a health scare last year that sidelined you all for a little while. Yeah, I guess has it was it two thousand twenty two or twenty three? Twenty two. Okay, so yeah, we were in Colorado in two thousand twenty two. I woke up um, one morning and I could not sit up out of the bed. Long story short, is I ended up getting misdiagnosed twice, and then when I came home to Nashville. 
Um, a couple weeks later, went to my doctor again. I was in excruciating pain, but it was come and go. And they ended up finding a six pound, nine inch tumor in my right ovary, which is huge. Yeah, I saw it's it. Huge. It's huge. I showed him the picture, and if anybody wants to see it, slide into my DMs, and I will show you. Um, <laughs> I told the doctor, I said, you better take a picture. But yeah, so they thought they thought it could be cancer, which was crazy. I, I've always been super healthy. This is was mind-blowing that this happened, and it was actually during our residency with Tom uh, at the fair in Putnam County, at Putnam county fair in unionville is when all this happened but anyways um the vander no not vanderbilt centennial was amazing i i had it removed but unfortunately they biopsied it it came back borderline and so they had to do a full hysterectomy Mm. and so honey i am in menopause and uh it's terrible it is terrible and i feel sorry for the things that i say to you when i'm having a hot flash ben (laughs) But anyways, I'm doing really good. I go back every three months, no cancer. I'm I'm doing great. So it's supposed to take, I don't know, four to six weeks to get to get back on the road. And we went back on the road in two and a half weeks. Wow. So we're really grateful. God is good. And so is Ben's mama. Cause she came down and they took care of me, Mm. waited on me hand and foot, made me get out of the bed and walk with a cane. So they were amazing. I probably wouldn't have healed that quickly without them. So Team Wilson. Right on. Right on. And then the flick of the beard there. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to the most in 2024? There's a lot on the docket uh, so far, but what's what's happening that's new and exciting? There is a couple festivals. I don't think I can quite say them yet, but um, a couple – cool festivals that we're going to be a part of in 2024 and we this is announced we're um have been a support act for radney foster Mm -hmm. and uh we're going to do a few shows with him in texas in april march or april and we're also not only are we supporting act, but we are playing in his band as a trio with Radney Foster. So cool! So learning all the songs, learning all the songs, playing guitar, singing all the harmonies. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty cool. So cool. Yeah, I would say those things we're really looking forward to, but just to see things progress, I think, just to see how things grow. Um, is a big deal to see what kind of how we can look back at the end of 2024 and see um, how things have grown, how a fan base has grown. You know, yeah, I think there's going to be it's going to be good this, this year. I'm glad that you answered that because I straight <laughs> up was about to tell. The yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa! I'm, I was just like, Whoa. yeah, we're super. Excited. You would have put my podcast on the map. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, didn't even cross my mind that they're not announced yet. Well, I, I'm very excited to hear what they are. We'll tell you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks for coming over. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's go make some dinner. Yeah, uh, dinner. Yes. <laughs> you know what? They never told me what they were. I forgot to follow up. I forgot to follow up. They, j- they were going to tell me as soon as we turned off the camera, and they never did. Can you believe that? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Goldpine. Thanks, Cass and Ben, for coming over, for hanging out. Dinner was awesome, too. We had a great hang. Um, 
One more time, if you'd like to support the podcast, uh, you can do so monetarily on Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy Sido, S-Y-D-O-W, or totally for free just by giving it a, a little review, a little five-star rating on whatever you listen to your podcasts on. It's greatly appreciated. All right, that's it for this week. I'll chat with you next time. As always, thanks so much for listening. Thank you.